Hey sister, welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast, a top 5% podcast in the world where we talk about the real things happening in the female body in pre and post menopause, the strategy, the mindset, the education, the things that nobody is actually telling you and why it's such a confusing time and how to simplify it. I'm really excited that right now we are opening the doors to the perimenopause posse for next month, a place for strength strategy that you need in order to actually work on healing your own hormones for clarity and education through live coaching, getting your questions answered, mindset support by understanding how to keep going when you know it is challenging or how to shift it so it doesn't feel so challenging. And of course, a supportive community there because listen, especially if you're in a hetero relationship, this is a a lonely time because no one in your family understands what it is that you're going through or nobody's experiencing it at the same time. Yes, we have our friends, but more often we're complaining about what we're going through and that we have to accept it and that we don't have that knowledge base. So come into the perimenopause posse. Enrollment is open right now for you to get live coaching, actual strategy, hundreds of bonuses, and real community support by other women going through this. Hop on over to the link below and come join us for our next live coaching call. And if you are struggling and you maybe are thinking you need more specific support and help, click the link in the show notes and apply for one of my free consultations. I love connecting with women and leaving you with something that you can actually implement to feel better right away. All right. Hope to see you in the posse soon. Let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sisters, Bria here, your host of the Period Whisperer podcast. Are you ready to talk about something a little controversial today? First, I have to ask, how are you feeling in your body? If the answer is that you are struggling, that you are in hormonal chaos, which means you are unable to lose weight when you're trying, you feel like no matter what you do isn't working, you're you're feeling bloated or your skin is struggling or your periods are all over the place, 
or when they come, it feels like a murder scene, <laughs> or you're having digestive issues, or you can't sleep at night, or you're having hot flashes, or you just overall don't feel well. Maybe you're struggling with a little bit of lowness or a little bit of anxiety. Whatever it is, these are all signs of a hormone imbalance, and perimenopause kind of comes in and really highlights what those things are. So if that is how you are feeling, I hope this episode gives you some peace. I hope that you are checking out the past episodes because the most important thing you understand is that you don't have to feel that way. I was there. I've worked with hundreds of clients now that have been there and you can feel a difference in as little as a week if you make some of the changes I talk about here on the podcast. But today specifically, I want to talk about a little saying that we hear over and over again in the fitness and wellness industry that's known as muscle burns fat. And I used to take this, this in quite a lot. I see it all over the place really. And I hear it even from my clients, um, wondering if that's why the scale is going up or not. And don't get me wrong that muscle weighs more than fat, but this, this saying muscle burns fat is, is really confusing and a little misleading to all of us because muscle doesn't actually burn fat. What the creation of muscle does to break it down for you, and this is really what I try to do for you here, and because I know for me, when I'm learning something, I like to think of it in a really simple, metaphorical way that I can kind of understand. So I really try to do that for you. Take the science, take the facts, and bring it down into a way that you understand. What muscle actually does on our body when it comes to our metabolism and our caloric needs, muscle itself requires a greater energy source in order to maintain, in order to create and, and keep itself essentially. So that is a wonderful thing. It means that your metabolism can be revved up a little bit higher, meaning your basal metabolic rate, your metabolism, your, your basic caloric burn while you are at rest is going to be higher, which again, makes our metabolism ticking a little bit more. And when your body is in a balanced place, when your hormones are balanced, when you're in homeostasis, the, yes, the building of muscle means it requires more energy and that energy will be pushed from your body to be taken from the stored fat. And this is where this idea of muscle burn, burns fat sort of comes from. The trouble with it is what, what I picture it as when I first heard that term and what I hear, I think, from my clients is literally like, I, if I do the things to create muscle, it's going to kind of eat away at the fat in my body, right? And that's just not the truth of what's happening. It just creates a higher energy demand, which can be a really good thing, yes. However, in these perimenopause, these premenopause years, or if you're struggling with a hormone balance, imbalance at any point in time, and let's keep this real, 80% of women will struggle with a hormone imbalance in their lifetime. And if we know that pretty much all women in premenopause are dealing with some level of of hormone imbalance, we know that the bulk of those women are having these major issues now. Those of you in the 35 to 55 age range struggling with it right here and right now. So the problem 
is that when we are in this hormone imbalance, the body has to be working extra hard to deal with this balance. It's working behind the scenes at all time to bring us back to that place, which means it's using energy to do that. And when we are living a life that maybe is adding more stress to the body, which by nature, building muscle is adding stress to the body, it is in fact not helping us burn fat. It is actually instead shifting us into a further deeper cortisol state, meaning that our metabolism is being suppressed and our fat storage is amping up. That's a problem, right? So your muscle that you're trying to build is unable to happen because the body is further being placed in a stressful spot. And so instead of burning the fat, we're working out and it's storing more fat. And that is really challenging for our psyche as women. It really puts a lot of pressure on us because we think that we're not working hard enough or we're not doing the things. And it can really, you know, cause a lot of trouble for our self-worth, for our confidence. And on top of that, another issue that we struggle with is that in order to build muscle, we actually need the right nutrition, right? Muscle is made up of proteins. And so we need a certain amount of protein. We need a certain amount of micronutrients, carbohydrates, and fats in order to create the environment for the muscle to grow, to be supported so that it can increase our metabolic rate. And if we are living in a stressed out body, in a hormonally chaotic body, your body is not getting its needs met. It's being asked to do more than it can handle. And so again, what we need to shift our focus to is adding less to our life and allowing our body the space to come back into balance itself. And this, sisters, is one of the hardest things for us to do. It was the hardest thing for me to shift my mindset into understanding how I could switch from doing six hard weightlifting and HIIT workouts a week to doing six yogas a week, maybe only four or five, depending on how I was feeling, sleeping in a little bit more and starting to actually lose weight. It was a very confusing thing for me to believe in. And because of our hustle culture, because of how we've been taught to move more and eat less, move more and eat less, we're really struggling in this time where we have more finite energy to, to have what we need in order to live the life that we want, in order to operate at the capacity we're asking of our body. So we know, to try to keep this simple, we know we're in this time where our body is shifting and we have less energy right now because of it, what we need is more sleep, less demand, and more support on our body. So to try to, you know, break this down further for us, what this actually does by, if we're trying to do hard workouts, whether it's endurance cardio, or whether it's um, long weightlifting situations, or whether it's high intensive interval training, if these things are not add it into your life here and there because they purely bring you joy and you're ending them feeling a bit more exhausted and you're struggling in a hormone imbalance, it's not the right fit for you right now. And you will not be able to build the muscle. 
so that it, it burns, you know, uh, uh, creates a higher metabolic burn for you in your body. You see the difference there? So it's not actually growing and then eating the fat in your body. And it's, it's that it creates a higher energy demand. So if you're not serving that energy demand, if you're not supplying that energy demand, geez, I feel like I'm back in first year econ in university. Supply and demand. <laughs> when you do a heavy workout, weightlift, building muscle, cardio, whatever it is that you're doing, and that creates a bigger demand of energy. And if you are not supplying that energy in through sleep or through nutrition or through pleasure and joy or really through a mix of all of those things, then you're not building the muscle and you're sucking yourself dry and you're pushing yourself further into a stressed out mode, causing greater fat storage, causing lower metabolics, causing greater suffering from these issues that you're having in your perimenopause. So what do we really need to do here? Before you go diving into a hard workout program, we have to first and foremost, make sure that we are having quality sleep. Yes, everyone needs to move their bodies every single day, but when you are working out in a way that is that a way that is consciously stressing out your body, like building muscle, you need a minimum of seven hours of quality sleep consistently in order to repair, in order to have the ability to actually repair and build the muscle. Otherwise, you're not getting anything out of that workout at all. You're just losing energy in that time frame. So making sure that sleep is there. So if your sleep is not there, don't be doing a hard workout. Go back to gentle movement and focus on fixing your sleep. This is again, creating the building blocks so that when you do do those things, you actually get results. Number two, of course, is nutrition. And specifically in our nutrition, we need to make sure our blood sugar is, is stable as best as we can. We do that by having, you know, three or four consistent meals throughout a day and like waking up and eating within the first hour and a half or two hours of being awake so that your blood sugar doesn't drop, making sure you're eating the right foods in each of your meals. So having micronutrients, having vegetables at every single meal, having enough protein around 20 grams of protein at every single meal. Um, and, and then of course, adding in the carbohydrates as you need, of course, recognizing that in, in syncing with our cycle and working with our cycle, we need to understand that our body during our luteal and menstrual phase has a greater metabolic demand again on our body. So if you're finding yourself always craving sugar, always tired, having crazy cravings, any of these things, not able to make it through the day without brain fog, then that means your body is not you're not supplying enough energy that your body is demanding at that time. So you're not meeting its basic needs. And again, we need to go back to the nutrition, go back to the sleep. So in nutrition, again, we're looking at that consistent blood, those consistent blood sugar levels. Um, and you, if you really want to geek out and dive into some of this stuff, you can, you know, try to, you can try out one of the, um, continuous glucose monitors. I tried one a couple of times now and, and I found it, the information really fascinating. I use Nutrisense.io. You can go on my website and get a discount if it's something you wanted to try, but ultimately, you know, if your energy becomes more consistent throughout the day, if those cravings go away, then you're bringing balance back into your body. So this is what we're looking for in our baseline level of nutrition before we start adding on more fitness into our life. 
Number three is realizing that fitness is a hobby, right? Fitness is not a requirement for us to lose weight, to have optimal energy. It's not movement is a requirement. Movement is an important part. Our body wants to move, but recognize that again, in this stage of life, we need movement that's gentle on the body that gives back to the body. So like just a nice 30 minute walk a day or movement that expands and stretches our body. Remember that the older we get, the more gravity is pushing down on our body. The more we're sitting at computers all day and we're not giving our body expansion. And when it gets used to being in the same positions all the time, tension starts to build up in our muscles, in our body. So we need to make sure we're expanding that and stretching it out. So walking every day, doing a little bit of stretching every day or every other day, but that 30 minutes to move a day is a critical thing. It is one of these things that we should make a priority in our life, but anything over and above that should be done when your other pillars are solid, when that sleep is there and that nutrition is there, or when it brings you so much joy, right? When it's something you love so very much, right? It's making you happy. Maybe it's a fun dance class. Maybe it's, you know, an aqua aerobics that you really enjoy. Maybe here and there you love a good sweaty, sweaty class. So you'll go and take it. But ultimately we need to nourish and create and meet the demand needs of our body before we start demanding more from our body, right? Before our body starts needing more from us and in the demands that we cannot need. The last thing I want to encourage you to do before you start building muscle is track your cycle. We know that in the first, well, I mean, and everyone calls these phases different, but in your follicular phase, which is the phase right after your bleed, this is a time where our bodies naturally lower in metabolism, lower in cortisol. So again, once you're in a balanced place and you're sleeping enough and your energy is consistent, this is a time where you can begin something more challenging. It's a great time to start asking more of your body. So it's a really good time to begin harder workout programs, something that might require more coordination. And likewise, when your ovulation phase, which is that step after the after your um, follicular phase, then we are again in a place where we have the energy, we have the, the space and capacity in our body to do that. As you move into your luteal phase and your menstrual phase, our energy demands become greater as the body prepares hormonally for that next phase, right? For the shedding of a uterine lining or the embedding of an embryo. Either way, it's getting busier inside there, requiring more energy. So really paying attention to how you feel in that time, shifting into maybe gentle weightlifting or yoga during that week. And then really even considering taking a whole break in your menstrual week. A really, a good rule of thumb is, do I want to do the workout? Does it make me feel excited? Do I feel energized after, or do I feel spent? If you feel spent, it's not an ideal thing for what you're going through right now. Bring, do the work to bring your body back into balance, and then you'll be able to pick up a workout program and get results really quickly at the pace that you can get results when you're working within your cycle. All right, sisters. So we know now muscle doesn't burn fat. 
but it does increase your energy demand. Make sure that you're able and capable of meeting those demands before you start adding more to your life. Have a little self-compassion, love your body, hear what she's saying to you. If she's tired, take that rest. And remember that chatterbox in our mind that's telling us we have to do this, we have to do that, really needs to be quieted so that we can hear what's really and truly and deeply going on inside. If you need some help, please reach out, join the posse, apply for one of my free consultations or my one-on-one coaching program. And if this, if this resonated with you or you feel like there's someone that it might resonate with, please share this, tag me, take a picture of you, of you listening to it, create a review right on there and send a picture and email it to me and I will send you a free gift. I hope you're having a wonderful day out there and be more in your life and not just less on a scale. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.